the Workforce Connections podcast, where we discuss workforce development in Southern Nevada. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the WC Podcast. Today, we have a special guest from the Clark County School District, my friend, my colleague, Dr. Mike Barton. Mike, welcome. Thanks, Jaime. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, I can't wait to uh, spend some time with you talking about all the work we do together. But first, uh, I want viewers to know where were you born? Where did you go to school? Where did you go to college? What was your first job? And how did you get to be in this uh, high-ranking position at the fifth largest school district in the nation? Appreciate the question. Um, I'm a military brat, you know, so I was born on an Air Force base in Nebraska, actually. And then uh, my dad was stationed across the country, and then he finally said, let's retire in Pennsylvania. So fourth grade on is where I was, you know, as far as my my formative years, if you will, to grow up and go to college. So I, I graduated from uh, a school outside of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and uh, then I went to the University of Pittsburgh, and that's when I decided I wanted to be a teacher. And uh, before that, you know, one of my first jobs was at a Bonanza Steakhouse, bussing tables and, you know, working hard to make, you know, it was $3.85 minimum wage at the time, but went away to college, loved it, loved the idea of being a teacher, knew that it wasn't like a, a profession that you make a ton of money, but it's very rewarding. And so I had the pleasure of moving out to Vegas, first taught uh, first grade students, did that for several years, then I taught fifth grade. Um, teaching is a great profession. I had a lot of fun doing it, but then obviously after you do that for a while, you want to have a bigger uh, impact. So I became a principal at some point in the district and I did a principalship at two schools. And then I went into central office and, and then into this current role, which I love, love doing the, the workforce piece with the role I'm in now. So um, yeah, it's been, I've been here 25 years, uh, actually 25 years this week, February 23rd is when uh, the first day I started teaching at JM Ullam Elementary School on the east side of Las Vegas. Wow. And we love that you're in that position, Mike, because you're a great partner. I know that uh, Jesus, who, who's our board member, obviously here at Workforce Connections, he relies on you uh, to get it done. You know, we we come up with uh, ideas uh, that, that I think are impactful, and we're going to talk about uh, later today. But I, I really want to make sure and give you the credit. You help us make it happen at the end of the day. Uh, you know, an idea is only good when it becomes a reality and you help us do that. You're helping us take ideas into realities that are helping our children have more opportunities earlier in the K through 12 time to get exposed to occupations that are in demand here in our region. So when you said the, that Eastern area of uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, is that what's called Scrapple Country right now? <laughs> it's a, from what I gather, it's it's something that when you go to breakfast in Pennsylvania, you ask for Scrapple. I'm not sure what it is, Jaime, <laughs> but it's it's definitely a staple in the breakfast uh, servings across many diners and restaurants yeah. in Pennsylvania. I don't partake too much. I don't right. know if it's not my style. I'd rather have the eggs and the ham. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely. But every time you go popular. to the store and look at it, you think of me, huh? I think of Jaime. I think of Eastern Pennsylvania. And Jack Martin. And, and, I, and Jack Martin, absolutely. So <laughs> so you said something really true there about uh, teaching. Uh, every time I do an activity with you at a school, um, I leave pumped up, rewarded, because those young children, uh, man, to see them, to see the, how important the role is of that teacher, because we visited several classrooms and how they look up to that teacher and how that teacher just gives them the knowledge they will need to one day be workers like we are today. It uh, makes me want to be a teacher. I always told you, and you said, well, as soon as I retire, you're going to grab me. And I see it every time we're in a classroom. I see it in your eyes. Yeah. You'll do it one day. Yes, I, I, I want to. So Mike, you're, you're known as someone 
who works very hard. Uh, but you also, I know, I get to know you. We've we've hung out outside of work. You also carve out time to follow your passions. So tell our viewers here a little bit about what are the passions of Mike Barton and, and uh, what do you like to spend your free time doing? It's a great question, Jaime. So obviously work hard during the week and then on the weekends, uh, spend as much time as I can with my wife and two daughters. I have two daughters, ages uh, 22 and 19. Uh, they go to college. Um, also like to go to a lot of concerts. And so uh, my favorite band of all time is U2. I'm excited about the residency. They're coming to, yeah. to the MGA, the Madison Square Garden Sphere. Wow. And then I also like, uh, as you know, I love to go around to yard sales and secondhand stores. And I like to find stuff that is unique and, and try to find a home for it. Someone that wants to collect, say, old casino cards from the Golden Nugget or old uh, you know, dice from uh, the Hacienda. Um, just examples or artwork. I look for everything out there that, you know, that could be sold to someone that really wants to find a home for a special item. So that's one of my passions. I do that with my wife, who's a retired teacher. Yep. And, uh, but ultimately I love to spend time with my family and friends and, and really enjoy what Vegas has to offer. Vegas has been good to me. I think many of us in positions in Las Vegas recognize how great this town is and it's thriving and just, there's great people here. So I just enjoy getting out to see what Vegas has to offer. What if I had a, a miniature set of Riddell UNLV helmets? How much could I get for that little deal right there? Well, I know the story on it. Here's the deal. If, if you're out there and you're a member of the UNLV Alumni Association, I think one year they gave a set of six UNLV Rydell mini helmets oh. out to every member. And sometimes they, they migrate to the Goodwill and Saver yeah. stores in the Valley. But when you find them, they sell them for about $1.99, but you can sell those on eBay to a buyer across the country that'll pay up upwards of $300. Wow. Just a rare item that people like to see that, that UNLV old school uh, helmet design. That's so cool. So to our viewers out there, you, you might be sitting on a lot of goals, right? I should have said that. Barton. I should have said that. I gave it away. <laughs> well, that's just one example. I, I don't think, I love how you've given me many examples, Super Bowl memorabilia. I mean, a lot of stuff there that we have sitting at home could be monetized. So absolutely, it might be another another thing we do together after I retire. Happy, happy yeah. to do that. Uh, and you and I did have the pleasure of meeting your wife one day. Again, you set me up to be principal for a day. I think two pre-pandemic, I believe it was. And what's the name of that school? Far there by Sumaro Elementary School. Yes, and right so, off of Racetrack and Horizon. Yes, I'm walking through that school and I see you know Miss Barton, you know, and <laughs> I can't be. It can, and I walk in and I said, do you know a Mike Barton? And she smiles. I said, okay, this has got to. And so I took a picture and, and texted you. said, right. look who I met at a school. So uh, again, very rewarding to to have the opportunity to be in those in those classrooms. Now, but this is not the first time uh, that you and I have crossed paths professionally. I mean, I'm enjoying this, this uh, the work that we do together. It's been a few years now that we've been working together. But one day you says to me, Jaime, do you remember this day back somewhere? And I vaguely did, but you had proof. You found proof somewhere that we had actually met uh, before. I, I had evidence, Jaime, and I have that evidence with me today. Oh, so you just do? so you know, I it goes all the way back to 2006. I was looking at my first principal yearbook. Wow! And in here, there was a uh, an event. It was uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, and I remember. I, I don't know why I looked back here, but after <laughs> we met again. These years later, I went yeah. back to this yearbook and I saw that you were our keynote speaker. Wow. I believe you were with the MGM at the time. Yep. And then that's me and you actually right wow. there on talking. Wow. Um, 
But that's in 2006 where we first met and crossed paths. But I remember that day, Jaime, there you are as well, yeah. sitting in the audience of kids. You had a great impact on my young people who were at this school, which was a global community high school. Wow. School of newcomers who I, I remember them appreciating your speech that day. And this, this school is now situated at the newest facility that you've built on the old site of the Bishop Gorman School. That's where Global Community is today. Is that right? That's where the new and improved Global Community is, right? So wow. all these years later, think about that visit you had to the old Global, which was right behind Desert Pines High School. Yes. But now Global is in a, a really shiny, state-of-the-art building wow. where the old Gorman is. And little did I know this this guy, this Principal Barton from that school would be my my uh, you know partner in crime now doing all this work. I didn't think, that. you know what? You were with the MGM at the time. Who right. knew you would be the the executive at Workforce Connections? Wow. So it's true what they say here in Las Vegas. Now we're a community of almost 2 million, but in many ways, we're still a small town, small right? Town. They Absolutely. keep running into each other like this. It's amazing. So, um, and the good news, Mike, is that we both have all our hair still. And that place, right. we haven't lost, uh, you know, our hair. That's a good thing. So, um, Mike, what are some of your... Again, this lengthy career at, at CCSD, what are some of your proudest moments? Uh, some some of the roles you've told about few teacher principal now in the administration, uh, but maybe some special projects. Again, we're working on some now initiatives. Uh, what are some of the things that you've enjoyed the most in this journey at CCSD? Great question. I'll start, you know, the principal jobs being the founding principal at Global Community High School. Then I was the founding principal of West Prep uh, K-12 through School on Martin Luther King and Lake Mead. Gave me great experience to get ready for these jobs that I'm in now. But I, I'm really happy with the work that we do with Workforce Connections because we're talking about pathways. Um, we And I think you've, you've mentioned this number before, but when I first had this role, when Dr. Jara came, he's a visionary, he said, I need to know how many kids are actually going to college, how many are going straight in the workforce. So we did an automatic engagement. This was about five years ago with National Clearinghouse that shows 50% of our kids here in the Valley uh, go on to college. 50% do not. So I, I'm even guilty when I was the principal at West Prep. I used to, my mantra was, you're all going to college, which that's great. If you want to go to college, the reality is, what do we do for the 50% that have a different pathway? And so that's what I find the most rewarding work to be is whether it's with workforce connections, with the the counseling fellowship, or teaching our high school counselors how to navigate workforce connections and the great resources that it has. Um even going down into those early elementary levels, like that early exposure, that's where I'm just so impressed with you because you're all about, yeah, we can start these initiatives junior year of high school. That's great. Sometimes that's a little too late, right? So how do we get down early to fifth grade, even kindergarten on exposure for these high skill, high demand jobs that we have to offer in Southern Nevada? So I'm very um, proud of that work because that that can make change with with lifetime income, trajectories of families, uh, and really making sure that our, our students have the pathway outside of a typical four-year institution. Yeah, Mike, and we're really excited about those projects as well and happy to hear that you're enjoying them. You know, I have uh, 550 peers across the nation that do the work I do for the Workforce Connections in their area. And 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 it's always uh it's not easy to work with the school districts, as you know. And 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 when you have the fifth largest it's a massive undertaking for any kind of organization, but you guys are making partnering easier. 
Uh, I know, again, there's many things to navigate, legal issues and HERPA and all these different things, but uh, it's been really enjoyable to see, again, some of these things become reality. And I'm going to talk about, mention a, a few other initiatives that we're working on to enhance, again, post-secondary success, as you said. I was guilty also as a father to say, uh, you're both going to college, right? But, uh, and you've said the truth that we still, this society, at least for a long time, will still need uh, plumbers and electricians and camera people and audio people and all these different, you know, lighting, all these different things, careers that we need. In addition to architects and engineers and doctors, we need all the other things as well. So that balance, as you said, is what we have to get better and we want to support CCSD in that effort. So we have, for, uh, for example, as you said, now 35 workforce fellows that we call them. These are some of your best high school counselors and we want to get to all of them that are really, uh, we are immersing them in our world so that they can best connect their students and their families to these resources that we have. We also have these uh, new, we're working on these new vocational training programs at the academic centers, used to be called behavioral schools, right? Now they're right. academic centers. Uh, we also have, again, the, and this is a reason why some of my peers are envious of, of the, the good work that we have going on with our partners at CCSD. We have uh, the newest school we mentioned on the site of the Bishop Gorman, the old Bishop Gorman site, has uh, an American Job Center in it where we have our staff right there to help the families to support that multi-generational model that you guys have there, a school that serves the young people in the daytime but stays open to serve the whole family, so that family support center idea. And so we're in there as well effectively making the only school in the nation that has that, right? And again, I think we celebrate too little the great things happening here at CCSD. Can we do better? Absolutely. There's lots of room to do better, and, and we're working on that. I see you guys working on that, but I don't think we, we talk enough about the fact that we have the number one magnet school in the nation, SECTA, that uh, we are also highly listed on the CTA list for schools, best CTA schools in the nation. And so lots of good things happening. We also uh, are partnering with you at that school, the site of the new uh, global community high school. Uh, we had uh, STEM equipment that we brought in there. And I remember that principal sending me pictures of the kids so happy when they're opening all this STEM equipment, the robotic stuff and the drones. And just to see those kids' uh, smiles light up with stuff that they can uh, touch and feel and put together and play and exper experiment with. Um, we also, and, and that's the Central Career Technical Academy. Uh, but like you said, one of the things I'm most excited about, and, and it'll come out soon, we're working on the rollout of our youth activity books, which brings all this labor market information about what occupations are going to be in demand here in Southern Nevada. How do we translate and give that information to the teachers uh, so that they can expose those students and their families to those careers that might that they might not know a lot about. And so we're going to be working with you and your team again on an official rollout. But we already piloted it at a couple of high school, at a couple of elementary schools with the superintendent, with yourself, a few board trustees, and local elected officials from North Las Vegas, Henderson, Las Vegas. So tell me why, I know that's a lot, Mike, but tell me why, uh, again, these projects uh, are important to you um, and what kind of, um, you know, uh, what kind of value do you think is it that Workforce Connections is bringing to, to your mission? It's amazing you talk about those projects and we, we should all be proud of, of the projects that have stood up, you know, and Dr. Jara being on your board for Workforce Connections, he's able to make these, execute on these things rapidly. So I passed by this morning, the Global Community High School and Central Technical Training Academy this morning, and it has the Family Support Center, which is right across the street from the school. 
that center is helping many families in that community with job needs, just trying to help navigate sometimes a difficult uh, system. And so we're really proud of that project. And we stood it up that has state-of-the-art facilities for construction management, construction technology, automation. So that's going to get a lot of kids and at night, adults, job skills that they need. Uh, the other the other projects, thinking about the behavior schools, what they used to be called, now the academic centers. Sometimes kids that get in trouble in school, they may be part of that 50% that aren't going on to college. That's where I think historically we've, we've failed them, where we don't give them pathways on what a workforce skill or certification is. And so we're excited to partner with Workforce Connections on just some of those job skills, certifications that even our youth that make mistakes, we all, we all were youth one time, we yeah. made mistakes, right? But some of these kids that go to an academic center getting some skills so when they transition back to a comprehensive high school, they can be ready for workforce. And then, then finally, you know, being a former elementary teacher, you know, just molding, being in that fifth grade class that one day at Sewell Elementary School for the, the soft launch of this project, um, the kids' faces were lighting up. You know, they just love the material, the uh, the sector-aligned materials. Um, all the kids got up there and talked about they wanted to be a software engineer. They wanted to be, uh, you know, some said they wanted to be a lot of leaders in that group, if you recall. Mm-hmm. They wanted yes. to be in leadership or management. But the, the reality, teachers too. So the yeah. reality is we need these young people to start thinking very early on what they want to do because when they get to middle school, there's opportunities for uh, pathways and workforce. Same thing with high school. And then it leads to obviously they can earn and learn in college too with CSN or Nevada State. But the sky's the limit. You know, we've done a great, robust capital program. So, you know, with uh, the Central Technical Training Academy, that starts, uh, we have next year, the Northeast Career yeah. Technical Academy, which will be having one of the first programs in, in I believe, in Southern Nevada on energy technology. Wow. So this is a, a, a program that's never really been done at a high school, but training students to become certified in energy technologies. And again, we couldn't have done that work alone. So Always appreciative of Workforce Connections and our other business partners. And that's Principal Cordia, right? That is, right. absolutely. Our, yeah. our award-winning principal. Award-winning principal. And when you said magnet schools, we were named, sometimes people forget, we were named Di- Magnet District of the Year. While SECTA received the best school of the year nationally, we were named the best district uh, nationally as far as our magnet and, and CTA programs. Why isn't that making the headlines like all the negative? It should. <laughs> it needs should, to, right? right? Sometimes that gets buried a little right. bit, but that's uh, that's something that we're really proud of. Yeah, and we should be. I think those are the things that we want to scale up and grow. Mike, in that day that we were there, you know, we were there with the mayor of Henderson, uh, Mayor Romero, again, who leads our, our organization along with other local elected officials. And uh, not only were the students' face lighting up, hers was too. Absolutely. She was lit up. I loved it how when we walked into that room, this wasn't planned, uh, unless the principal knew, but as we, she, the principal was walking us to the fifth grade classroom that we were going to be in, Mayor Romero says, this was my classroom. That was amazing. That was amazing. As we walked in, I could see her just uh, reflect, and, and she enjoyed it so much, uh, and it was good. And again, these are the things... Uh, that I'm grateful for because I know it's not easy um, to accommodate these things. Teachers are busy already with lots of things. Principals are are busy, but you guys are making it really easy again to partner and hopefully contribute to this uh, common goal we have, which is to expose uh, these young children uh, to careers earlier. And that's what the final question is about. You know, 
we've been talking about the official launch that will be coming more and people will see hopefully an official press release and some collateral, you know, some maybe animated videos and some stuff that will come out to help explain it. But Mike, uh, career exploration for a while there, a few years back, we always heard for STEM, high school is too late. You got to go middle school, right? But now people are saying, you know, because of the advent of technology and how young people are uh, being flooded with information at an earlier and earlier age digitally, uh, we hear that career exploration or career exposure is critical in the early years. So tell us your opinion, because uh, this is your business, about uh, why doing this is important. Why should we be bringing information about the careers to the young people in elementary school? It's a great question. I think the answer is this. It helps um, educators strategize with the students who are being exposed to those careers at an early age on what they need to start thinking about doing to be ready for those careers. So for instance, you know, go. I'm going back to that where we were there with the mayor and at Sewell, a lot of software engineers. They wanted to be a software engineer. There's some mathematical skills that need to come with that. So that's where elementary teachers, middle school teachers can start talking about what's the proper rigorous mathematics that young person needs to think about in sixth grade. So as they transition from fifth to sixth grade, they probably need to start thinking about algebra by seventh grade so they can take geometry in eighth grade mm -hmm. to be ready for some really upper level mathematics in high school. So that's an example to illustrate. You get those conversations happening about coursework. Um, if it's a, a young person that is thinking about health sciences, right? There needs to be some conversation with that young person. What are the proper advanced placement classes they can take? Dual enrollment when they get to high school, when they get to middle school, making sure that they advocate for themselves too. This is where families come in too, because sometimes when you have uh, students and families that maybe don't know about the system, they don't know that in Southern Nevada, 50% of our kids don't go on to college. How do they advocate for themselves with a the counselor? You know, that's why I love our fellowship program with the counselors with, with workforce, because the advocacy that can happen when you expose kids at a young age, they start asking questions, they show interest to their parents, parents start talking to the counselors at the schools. It just becomes this ecosystem of, I can do that, but I just need the tools to be ready for that. Yeah, I'm a third grader. I might change my mind, but that early exposure allows for some very strategic conversations with our counselors, our professionals who can help guide students and their families. That's good, Mike. We're excited again that you um, you agree with it and that you're helping us pull it out. I want to mention two uh, things before we end that I think are important too, among all the many things we're doing. Uh, we have also this platform called Netpress for Nevada that you're helping us roll into schools and that we on our side are bringing industry on because again, what we want to do is connect employers, and they've asked for it. When we launched these industry sector partnerships, they've asked for a more robust connectivity with this talent pipeline, which is the Clark County School District. 25 to 30,000 young people, as you said, graduating every year, of which half of them are not necessarily going that college route. And so how do we make sure employers are more connected, meaningfully connected to that talent pipeline? And not at the end of the pipeline, but as we said embedding their needs earlier so that th those kids are graduating with uh, the best opportunity for post-secondary success that they can have. And so NEPRIS for Nevada is an online platform that's connecting industry to classrooms. And again, we're, we're starting at the high schools. We hope to bring it to middle schools, but we also, um, Next month, we will have our very first of what we hope is now a series of student showcases. What does that mean? Uh, you know, 
employers keep telling us we we need you know people who can critical think and problem solve and work as a team and communicate effectively and and exemplify leadership skills well uh, you guys have award-winning robotics teams right one of them at Cimarron Memorial High School the high rollers and these young people are winning uh, world competitions and uh, and they do all of that when they do that when they uh, you know work with those robots they're they're do using all of those skills and so Next month, we will be having a student showcase where we're rolling in employers into that school so that they can actually see their future workforce and they can offer them internships and, and jobs, right? Graduation's coming up. And so that's another thing I think that we're grateful that you're, again, allowing us access to the principals and those teachers and those programs so that we can give employers what they've been asking for, which is a more significant uh, connection to this talent pipeline, which is CCSD amazing. You know, I think about the work-based learning opportunities that we have when you're talking about that and our industry partners through NEPRIS, you know, which I think right now we're probably at 15% with NEPRIS being utilized in the district. We've got to get it to 100%. Mm -hmm. And so when we do that, we're in the stage right now of hiring a new work-based learning coordinator to oversee a lot of that project and integration with NEPRIS into our schools. But we're excited because we're, we still think we're only scratching the surface and We've got a lot of a lot of work to do in the K-12 continuum to get kids ready for that workforce. Well, Mike, you can count us in as your partners. As you know, we're uh, committed to the same cause. As you said, we're uh, we're grateful that that uh, the superintendent sits on our board so that we can really again get that those ideas into reality. At the end of the day, again, it takes. I know he relies on you heavily to be able to help us get down there in the trenches to to get this work done. We appreciate you. I know I tell you that. Uh, Hopefully not just when we're working, but also uh, you and I get to enjoy each other outside of work at, at hockey games. Uh, we got to go get some scrapple one day, I guess, and that can. I'll pass on that. Okay, but, pass I, but, on. I, but I appreciate you as well, Jaime. Thank you so much. I yep. really do. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for coming and doing the show here with us today. Thank you. All right. Well, that's it for another episode of the WC Podcast. We hope that you join us at a future one. Until then, stay safe.